Welcome to the Plentiful Goddess Podcast. My name is Jessica Karabad and I'm a holistic coach for women, certified vegan nutritionist, fitness trainer, yogi, and Raki master. I have coached hundreds of women worldwide and I made it my mission to help women from all around the world transform their lives and health in ways they didn't think was possible. If you're looking to uplevel your health, learn about the best practical tips on vegan health and fitness, master your menstrual cycle, improve your relationship with food and so much more so that you can reconnect with the powerful woman that you're meant to be, then you have come to the right place. My goal in this podcast is for you to help you step up your game, reconnect with yourself as a woman and elevate your health and life. We are going to have so much fun in this Hello podcast. Hello and welcome to the Plentiful Goddess ready? Podcast. Let's begin. I am so excited as always. I feel like I always start the podcast the same way, but I'm always excited. <laughs> I am currently in the midst of preparing for my TEDx talk and I am so nervous, excited, all of it. I'm feeling all of it. It's definitely more than I thought it would be in terms of preparation, but obviously... I want to make a good job. I want to do a good job. I want to make sure that I'm 100% prepared and confident when I stay on that stage. Anyways, long story short, the reason why I'm telling you this is because I wanted to actually um, make this episode super exciting for you. As um, a month ago, I held a six-day challenge. And one of the things that I discussed during the six-day challenge was how to fight emotional eating. And I thought... The content was so good that I would just turn it into a podcast episode and you can truly get a a training here and really learn how to fight emotional eating. So without further ado, I do want you, I do want you to listen to this and learn something from it. But at the same time, I also wanted to just announce that the vegan queen, the doors are still open to apply to the vegan queen. This is my six-day, six-day, six-week program, something I've never done before. It's kind of like a sprint program. We're going to have four uh, four calls this year, two calls in the new year. Um, this is a program for the vegan woman who wants to lose weight and become an expert doing so while staying on track during the holidays. This is for the woman who is not ready to commit to a four-month program and wants to do a shorter program instead. This program is going to be amazing, so much fun, and the doors are closing soon. So the starting date is the 27th of November. After that, the doors are closed. You can no longer join. And I've gotten questions from people about, is it going to be another round? Will I be able to join later? And I do not know. I cannot tell you that. One thing I can tell you is that the investment is going to be higher and you're not going to get the amazing bonus of my online retreat that I will be holding in December. This online retreat is only for my clients and the people that join the Vegan Queen. It's going to be a two-day intensive online retreat, which I sell uh, additionally for a thousand. And the Vegan Queen is a lot less than that. So what I would recommend is just go ahead in the show notes, apply to the Vegan Queen or send me a DM on Instagram. It's at I am Jessica Carvad. And let's get you started because spots are filling up pretty quickly and I wouldn't want you to miss out on that. But that is it. Without further ado, let's get into the podcast episode. Enjoy. Now, today we will be covering emotions and emotions and stress are super deeply tied. And I was just sharing this as well today on my Instagram. 
Um, I created this reel because many people come to me, obviously, because they want to lose weight, right? Many people come to me, they're either way vegan, they want to go vegan, they're a woman, and they're like, Jess, I need to lose weight, and I feel like there are tools that I'm missing. I feel like I need a meal plan. I feel like I need a training plan. I don't know what to do. And I find this, I find this always so interesting to hear um, what people think they need. And when they start to work with me, they realize, oh my God, there are so many deeper layers to my transformation that I didn't even think about, that I wasn't even aware of. Um, I just want to make sure you guys see me right. Okay. All right. I think this is brighter. Um, right. So there's so many more deeper layers to when it comes to weight loss. And when I have discovery calls with people who are interested in joining the Plentiful Goddess, one of the questions I asked them, what is your relationship with food? And I don't ask this question to make you feel bad in any way. But actually, when I ask this question, what is your relationship with food? I learn a lot more about you than you think. Because when I ask this question, what is your relationship with food? It tells me what is the relationship you have with yourself? And what is the relationship that you have with your emotions? Because ultimately, this is something that we don't talk about, right? We know we have certain emotions. We know we cry when we're sad, we know we're angry when we're mad, and we know we're happy when things are going right. But oftentimes we have a hard time actually truly expressing these emotions. And this is where um, this work comes into place. So I wanna tell you guys a story of myself, obviously first, because how I got to this place where I realized there is something that I need to work on in terms of my emotions, is many, many, many years ago. Um, I can remember, actually, I cannot remember a point of my, of my life, well, until now, obviously, but since I, I can remember, my, like, my relationship that I had with my body and myself and with food has always been pretty negative. It has never been really good. It has never been really positive. It was always something that was very heavy that I feel like was always in the back of my mind. It would always consume me. And as a young woman, I remember, I think it started somewhere at the age of 14, 15. I would start to starve myself. I would start to starve myself because I remember hearing comments from my mother. I remember I would hear comments from people in my life. I would watch TV. Um, social media wasn't a thing back then yet, but I would make all of these comparisons with these beautiful, thin women, and I would compare myself to these women, and I would start to starve myself. I would count calories, um, and if I ate more calories than what I thought I should be eating, I would make sure I would burn these calories off, okay? And I actually remember very vividly, guys, there was a time in my life I had like a home trainer at home, you know, those little bicycles that like, you know, you can do it at home. And um, I remember I had this chocolate bar and it had around like 250, 300 calories, something like that. And I ended up eating that chocolate bar and I remember it was 6 or 7 p.m. in the evening. 
And I ate that chocolate bar. And after I finished eating that chocolate bar, I was like, I got, I got to burn my calories off now. And that's what I did. I went onto the home trainer and I would ride that bike for so long until I saw that little screen that told me I burned off the exact calories that I ate of the chocolate bar. And you know, this was a very vicious cycle for me. I would go through phases where I would restrict, restrict, I would starve, I would make sure I, I work out a lot and I would be caught in these cycles. And this is something I was caught in for years and years. And, and I did not realize that actually I also had episodes where I would binge, I would binge. And after a while I, uh, would perch. Okay. Because I would feel like what I was eating was too much. And so I would, I would be also caught in these vicious cycle. Now, long story short, why I'm telling you this is because I did not realize for the longest time in my life that food wasn't the issue. I always thought food was the enemy. I always thought if I only got a grip on my food, if I only knew how to eat the right way, if I only knew what, what was healthy, if I only knew how to control myself, these were the thoughts I was having. And very quickly I realized that actually the actual problem that I was having is that I didn't know how to process information and emotion. So when I grew up, my parents were constantly fighting. Okay. They would be breaking up. My dad moved out of my, of, you know, our place so many times he would, he would move back out. I think the first time I was like five years old, but they would fighting when I was already like a little baby that I don't remember. He would always move out, move back in, move out, move back in. I was the only child and my parents were also very young. They were children themselves when they got me. And so I learned very early in life because they were constantly having their own issues that I couldn't express my own emotions and my own issues. I always feel like as the only child, I was always, I would always be put in the middle and I would always have to show up for both of them. So it was a very unstable household. And I'm sharing this story with you because I know a lot of you might be relating to something like that or something similar, um, or some situation that might have had similar effects on you. Okay. And so I have learned to suppress my own emotions. I have learned that my parents come first because they're struggling with X, Y, and Z. My mom would come to me, talk about my dad. My dad would come to me, talk about my mom. And I was always stuck in between making sure I could save them both. And so what I was feeling wasn't relevant in that moment. And I didn't realize that of course this was happening. I thought this was just normal and, and you know, that's that. And so I ended up really suppressing all of it. I ended up suppressing all of it. And so what ended up happening, happening is if I, if, if I felt like an emotion was coming up, like sadness, anger, grief, food became my escape. Because in that, that moment, when I was feeling these emotions, if it was sadness, anger, or grief, food was there to help me feel good. In that moment, I wanted to 
go to the chocolate because it helped me feel good. I wanted to eat all of that food because it helped me feel good. And on top of that, I was, I would get praised about how strong I was and how much I was capable of handling, right? And no one was really noticing what was going on. Everyone would be praising me that I'm so strong as a young kid and this is great because I'm not really being a problematic child because I don't really show a lot of emotions. And so I was proud of myself for that. I was like, this is great. This is, you know, the way that life, like society wants me to be. It's better to not really show what's going on. And eventually I realized, okay, I could no longer keep going like this. This is not, this is not sustainable because I started to feel like my body was really in pain. There was so much that I was suppressing over the years that I didn't allow myself to feel. And the truth is, I thought, as I shared this before, I just needed someone to tell me how to eat and how to train, and that would resolve all of my issues. But I didn't recognize that I did not work on the foundation of what was really going on. I didn't work on the foundation that emotions and the trauma that I've been through are the actual reason that still that day I was looking to food. I was going to food to make me feel better. Now, after all of this work that I've done and all of the stuff that I'm going to teach you about as well in a second is I can say that I, today I have the absolute healthiest relationship with food. I love food a lot, but I never go to food food anymore, if I'm stressed, if I'm sad, if I'm overwhelmed. Food no longer is an escape for me. I no longer have an unhealthy relationship with food. And guys, I'm saying this to you because there was a time in my life I thought this was going to be my life forever because food controlled me. It would consume my time and my energy. And this is all that I could think about. And I, I had such a hate-love relation, love -hate relationship with it. Um, for those of you who are here, I would love to hear Natalie, Kieran, and Elisa, if you relate to that or if anything comes to your mind about like, oh yeah, you know, I, I have an unhealthy relationship with food and I didn't recognize that I did. Um, and ask yourself how much time and energy am I spending right now on thinking about what I'm, what I'm supposed to eat, if I ate the right thing, if my body looks great, and if I shouldn't have eaten that because now I'm bloated. Like all of the things, ask yourself how much time and energy are you consuming on this at this moment you know and now because i have regained all of the time and energy i'm able to work on my business i'm able to spend time with my partner with my family and friends and i'm able to share this knowledge with people like you and my personal clients who do this work together with me right so ask yourself really what would you do with that extra time and energy now, the truth is, what happens if we suppress emotions? What happens? There's some people that will go to food, but there's other people that might look at other ways to, um, to feel better. Better. Mindless scrolling on Instagram is one of the ways. Watching Netflix and binging on Netflix is another way. Shopping, feeling like you always have to buy new stuff is another way going out with friends all the time, drinking alcohol. Like there's so many things that we can look at that are actually a result of suppressed emotions because many people have a hard time truly sitting with emotions and feeling them, right? 
Now, the truth of the matter is emotions are neither good or bad. They're not good and they're not bad. They're neutral, right? If we only focus on wanting to feel happy all the time and wanting to experience the good emotions, we're missing out on an important piece of our life that can teach us something about who we are and what we truly need to look at, right? So, so yes, be happy and experience the, the positive emotions, but at the same time, can we allow ourselves to truly also feel the negative stuff, the so-called negative stuff, when we feel like they come up and we feel sad and angry and upset, and can we feel that without judging ourselves? Can we feel that without it making it about ourselves? Because oftentimes, and I shared this in my Instagram story today, we add a story to it, right? So we make the emotion about ourselves. We say things like, I am sad, I am angry. And it becomes this I am, it becomes this identity that we attach to the emotion and it makes us feel bad. It makes us feel like the emotion is what we are, but it's not true. It's just a separate entity that is giving your signs, that is giving you information about your state and what you got to feel at this moment and what you got to work on. Hi, Natasha. Nice to see you. Ad. For those ladies who are with me, do I see the chat? Say hi in the chat. I just want to make sure that we're all here. Right? So we got to learn, again, I'm going to recap. Emotions are neither good, good or bad. They're both equally as important. And we should not make the emotion about ourselves. Because that is oftentimes the problem that happens is we make it a thing about us. And we believe that we are that emotion. Now, what is an emotion? What is really an emotion? So I'm going to give you a definition that I would love for you to write that down as well if you're taking notes. Now, an emotion is a bodily sensation that is meant to alert you about something in your environment. For example, sadness. So let's break that down. Pretty much your body has a sensation that is alerting you about something that is going on. So you, you watch a movie, something really sad happens, your body is responding to it and you feel sad, okay? So it's actually just a sensation. Now, oftentimes what happens though is we're extremely out of touch of our bodies. And so many people I worked with or I still work with have a hard time even identifying what they're feeling because they've never learned to listen to their bodies. They never learned to hear to what their body is telling them. Right, so that would be one of the first steps you want to take is to tune into your body and listen and actually realize what is your body telling you? What sensation are you feeling? And I shared yesterday in the Facebook group a post about this as well. Pay attention to your bodily cues because your body is constantly speaking to you. Now, 
most of us have not been taught how to feel an emotion. We are taught the opposite, right? It's like, imagine you're a three-year-old, four-year-old girl. You're running around outside and you fall. And you're in pain. You just hurt your knee and you actually, you're about to cry because, oh my God, I'm in pain. Your mom comes running to you and she says to you, stop crying, big girls don't cry. Now, you as a child, you're like, okay, I'm a big girl because I want to be a big girl. And you learn, hold on, I fell, I'm in pain, but big girls don't cry. So I'd rather not express my emotion this moment. I'd rather not be sad in this moment. So, so many times when we grow up, we are taught the opposite. And when we are taught the opposite, that emotion gets stuck and stagnant in your body. And with that emotion that gets stuck and stagnant in your body, that is also what happens when we are, for example, sitting at home, it's the evening, we're watching TV and we feel lonely, or we just remember a sad moment from our childhood or from something that happened last week. And you feel this emotion come up and you're like, oh my God, I don't want to feel this right now. This is too much. Let's try to find a sense of comfort. What can help me in this very moment right now? And we run away and we go to food. We look into the cupboard. Oh, these cookies look great. They're going to give me a quick sense of happiness right now. And they do. And so you go to that food. In that moment, it feels really good. But then afterwards, you have not learned to feel that emotion and you have learned to suppress it the moment that it came up. And with that stagnant uh, emotion that it keeps being suppressed down, other things can happen that might be things where you feel like you're stuck in your life right now. You don't know how to get to, like how to move to the next stage in your life. If you feel like you can't lose the weight, there is such thing as emotional weight. Emotional weight is real because your body is really, really smart and it remembers everything, right? So if something traumatic happens to you and you did not have time to process it, and you did not have time to move that emotion out of your body, it gets stuck in your body and it creates a physical symptom. Like stagnant weight, like period problems, like chronic illnesses, all of it. Right? And now these stuck emotions can go even deeper into so-called problems. Because if, again, as I was saying, if there's other areas right now in your life that you feel like you're stuck with, maybe in your relationship, maybe with money, whatever it is, this is all related because that stagnant energy, that stagnant emotion has been stuck in your body. And what you resist persists. It will create more of the things that you do not want. So if you're on a weight loss journey, and you try to eat all of the healthy food and all of that stuff and you do all of the things on a conscious level, but you don't know how to release these emotions out of your body, you have never learned this, you don't have the right tools, you can do all of the right things, but it's not gonna work. Or it might work in the short term, 
but then you fall back into old habits because the moment the program ends, you don't have the right tools. You sit at home again by yourself, watching TV, feeling sad and eating again. Right. And so anything really that right now is not going right in your life can be due to stuck emotions in your body because emotions are energy that is, that is moving. Right. And if you don't move that energy, because everything is energy. If we look around, everything is energy, right? Everything. We are energy. You are energy. You can feel my energy right now through the screen, right? You either way think I have great energy or I have low energy, whatever it is, you feel it all the time. You know how it is when you walk into your room and either way you feel like the energy is great and you're excited or you feel like the energy is really low and you feel like what happened? Someone died. You can feel that. And that is your energy as well. That is the energy that gets stuck in the body. And that's trapping your life force pretty much. And the things that you can create. So ladies, are you here? Because I'm going to share an example with you in a second or an exercise with you. I just want to make sure that you understand this before I move on. Or if you feel like there's any questions that might be coming up right now. I would love to hear that. Otherwise, if there's no questions, I will be going into an exercise, which is called feel your emotions. Now, before I do go into it, though, I wanted to ask one more question. Do you have a hard time sitting in silence by yourself? Do you have a hard time sitting in silence by yourself? If yes, then probably you have a hard time feeling your emotions. Then probably the emotions that come up feel like they're too much. Ask yourself, can I practice? Oftentimes when I ask people if they're, they can meditate, that's oftentimes the problem. They're like, I cannot meditate because my thoughts are racing. But these thoughts are creating emotions. And these emotions feel very hard to handle. Okay. And so what you want to do is you want to sense your entire body. And the exercise that we're going to do is wherever you're at right now, make yourself comfortable. And we will just give yourself a body scan. Okay. Maybe you've done body scans before, but body scans are extremely powerful because with you scanning your body, you learn how to feel your body and how to pay attention to any emotions that might be coming up okay so let's do this for a moment take a deep breath in through the nose and out through the mouth and close your eyes continue taking conscious breaths into the nose and out through the nose And now pay attention to your body. Can you feel maybe that there is any tension in any body part right now? Maybe in your stomach, any sensations, maybe in your shoulders, in your neck. Just give yourself a couple of seconds to pay attention if there's anything that might feel off or that you feel a little bit stronger in your body.
keep taking conscious breaths and we will start with your toes. Pay attention to your toes and we will go up throughout your entire body. So pay attention to your toes. Can you feel them? Your foot traveling up to your legs and your knees. Traveling up to the rest of your legs. Can you feel your entire legs? Going up to your hips and your womb. Can you feel your hips and your womb space? Traveling up to your belly and your lower back. Pay attention. Traveling up to your heart and your chest. Feel your upper back, your spine. Travel up to your shoulders, your arms, your hands and your fingers, traveling up to your neck and your throat. Traveling up to your face, pay attention to your jar. Do you feel like there's any tension around your jar? Can you let go of these muscles? Can you let go of your tongue? Pay attention to your eyes, your eyebrows, your forehead, your ears, and just relax. Pay attention to your skull and your entire head and now pay attention to your entire body can you feel each part of your body right now take a deep breath in Breathe out, expand into all areas of your body. Imagine the breath filling up your entire body. And again, breathe in and breathe out into your entire body, expanding and feeling it all. And when you're ready, come back into the room. Now this exercise is really powerful when you feel like you feel anxious, you feel stressed, you feel any type of emotion and you don't know where it's coming from. You don't know why it is happening. What you can do is to go to this exercise and scan your body and pay attention if there is any certain area that is feeling something that you feel like, oh, this is what's flaring up for me. This is what's showing up. I'm going to focus on that. 
because this way you will be able to connect with your body you will be able to connect your emotion with your body and this way you will be able to feel the emotion and work through that all right Tomorrow, we will be covering mindset, which is actually one of my favorite things to cover. You do want to be there if you enjoyed day one and day two. If you didn't enjoy it, still be here because that one's definitely going to resonate with you. It's one of my favorite things to teach my clients. It's one of my favorite things to teach in my workshops. So tomorrow, we will really speak about why dieting has never worked for you in the past. But we will also go into those deeper layers into why dieting doesn't work ever for anyone and why this is actually a myth and why the industry the dieting industry is making so much money off of you because they don't touch on this important thing so if you truly want a transformation you got to be here for two for the session tomorrow because we're gonna be diving into those layers that fitness coaches they don't want you to know that because otherwise they have lost you they have lost a sale with you right so you do want to be here tomorrow because um this is the stuff that makes my clients extremely successful sending you so much love and i'll see you tomorrow take care bye bye that is it thank you so much for listening i hope you enjoyed this and until next time